Hi, this is Femi Taylor. I play Ula in Return of the Jedi, Jabba the Heart's slave dancer. You're listening to The Rebel Base Card Podcast. 40 years later, the passion for the last chapter of the original Star Wars trilogy is as strong as ever. In 1983, Tops once again brought out cards, stickers, and gum, much to the delight of fans eager to add them to their collection. On the first of a two-part Rebel Base Card special series, Tom Gross and David Motters return to the program to talk about their favorite cards and memories of that classic film. We would be honored if you would join us in our celebration of 40 years of Return of the Jedi cards. You found something. You found the Rebel Base Card Podcast. What a piece of junk. I'm your host, Greg McLaughlin. Just as clumsy as he is stupid. Join me as we discuss Star Wars trading cards and card collecting. We need a statement, not a manifesto. We'll talk about sets from the original vintage. No, no, the one I'm pointing to. All the way to current releases. This? Yes. All right, let's get started. Commence primary ignition. All right, welcome to our Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary special, part one. This is always a fun thing to do, not to see us get older. Let me just kind of put that up front. But a couple years ago, uh, we did this for Empire Strikes Back, and I invited a couple of guests back. Tom Gross. Now, I said earlier on another podcast, it's like I, I'd actually said Corey was one half of CWK pour over, and I immediately covered my mouth because I was like, he is not. He is a third at best because I have the other third. <laughs> of CWK pour over and the occasional CWK guest and of course teachers in the dungeon co-host and creator Tom Gross. Tom, thank you for coming back on the program and help us celebrate 40 years of Return of the Jedi. Oh, absolutely. It's always a pleasure to be on the show, Greg. And uh, anytime I get to talk about trading cards, I'm in. I like that. I like that spirit. And we're going to be talking a lot. This is going to be down in the weeds, down and dirty, all cards and stuff. However, we couldn't do this alone. Now, Michael Delaney uh, at Hoth Ion Control on Instagram uh, wasn't feeling up to snuff, but I threw it to somebody in the family to see if they could come in and give us a hand. David Motters from Star Wars Reactions Podcast, no stranger to Return of the Jedi, comes back on the program. David, once again, it's a pleasure. Are you ready to react to some Return of the Jedi cards? <laughs> I am ready to react, and uh, I'm I'm excited to be here. I, I feel honored to be here with you and Tom because, you know, I I'm a I'm a collector, but I'm not you know like you said as uh, seasoned as you. I learn a lot from you from from listening. So I'm just glad to be on. And Return of the Jedi is, uh, but that's in my wheelhouse. I can talk mm -hmm. about until the cows come home and. Uh, <laughs> Aaron and I just recently did that. So, uh, but no, thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be back on. No pleasure. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's uh, no problem. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on. You know, it's an interesting, you know, when I was thinking and, you know, I was like even doing a workout beforehand and, and trying to think of where this set comes and we're all roughly all about the same age. And it's interesting because we go from a new hope, right? So now we're at the end of the vintage run. You know, we go from being like seven or eight single digits in age, right? Not to not mm -hmm. to not to bring up our age anymore, but whereas a lot of folks, when you talk about the OT, right, that you know they might where where you fall in age in the OT, 
really is interesting where these films hit you. Now, some people who are a little younger than us that maybe, hey, Return of the Jedi is my first film, and it's a lot of times your first film is your favorite. That's fine. But it's weird because, you know, for, and probably the three of us, you know, we start from a very young age, you know, we're single digits, to the time that we see Return of the Jedi, we're teenagers. And so that six-year period, you know, it's interesting where it falls. It's like, that is a world of difference. We're almost like twice the, twice the age. But now mm-hmm. it's like, you know, interests shift a bit. You know, maybe we're not so focused on the Kenner toys. Or maybe now we're maybe more into the comics because now, you know, you've gotten really past and Marvel's been cranking them out for a while. Um, you know, we're years before Timothy Zahn would resurrect the franchise with, you know, Heir to the Empire. You know, at this point, Dark Horse, you know, Dark Horse is a way down the road. We're still into Marvel. And so it's kind of interesting where this falls, you know, and, and maybe I can kind of, you know, like I'll, I'll kind of start off to kind of say that, you know, I'm I, I'm just just turned a teenager. And, you know, even my days of pure Dungeons and Dragons are kind of coming to a close as I've been playing real hardcore for the last couple of years. You start mm-hmm. to think about, you know, the end of junior high into high school. Other things come about. And at this point, you know, the movie and, you know, now I go from like having, you know, maybe like a pillowcase, right. To like, I have like a, like a, the softball tee and I have some cups and things like that, but I don't necessarily have a lot of the stuff that I would had when I was, you know, but I still had the cards. So I just kind of curious. It's like, you know, can you kind of tell me or tell the audience, where are you in kind of your, you know, in your headspace and in your growing when return of the Jedi comes out and maybe I'll, I'll kick it to you, Tom. And we'll work our way down to David. Sure. So it's it's kind of cool as I'm sitting here thinking about your you going over your recollection of that time. And what's neat is at this time for me, 40 years later, my kids are on both ends of where I was. So I would have been 13 years old when uh, Jedi came out and I have a 16 year old and I have a 12 year old. And so I'm looking at them and what their life is like. And, and I'm like, okay, I probably am not too far off, but I was, I think I was in, I think I was heading to eighth grade. It's gotta be eighth grade. Um, but as you mentioned, I was heavy, heavy into Dungeons and Dragons. I had a, I had a good, good friend that grew up across the street from me, Eric, and, uh, and another friend that lived behind me, Scotty, but Eric and I were, best of friends and he entered I introduced him to Star Wars he introduced me to Dungeons and Dragons and Marvel Comics and so in the summer of 1983 I was rolling dice on the driveway <laughs> I was playing Dungeons and Dragons at night on a telephone where the cord stretched into the next room and we we're playing that way and uh and then um I mean, he would loan me his X-Men comics. And I'll never forget looking at his, he had a huge bookshelf in his bedroom that had four shelves stuffed side to side of comic books. Now think about how thick a comic book is or how thin it is. That's a lot of comics. And he would just give me stacks, stacks of them. And I think that was also the summer that he came to me with a book. And I just, I, full disclosure, I was not a reader as a kid, ironically, being a librarian (laughs) now, but I was not a reader as a kid. And he came to me and this is, this is what sort of kicked it off. 
He said, he said, Tom, you, you've got to read this book. And I said, what is this book? And he hands it over. I don't even, I, I don't know how to say the name of the, of the author. And, uh, and it, it, the title of that book was um, the Hobbit. And I said, uh, I don't know, dude, this, it's kind of, it's kind of a thick book. And you know, me, he says, no, you're going to read it. Now, Eric, you have to think Eric was a wrestler in high school and he did nothing else other than wrestle. And so I, I didn't have a, I didn't have a leg to stand on quite literally. And so I read the Hobbit at his threat and it changed my life is all. I'm sure that all of you know, because uh, it is one of the most incredible books out there. But so that's where my headspace was. We were, Eric and I, we I think we started going to movies together during Empire. And we had an ongoing bet for Return of the Jedi of who is Luke's father. And I don't remember which one of us was on which end, but I'll just pretend like I was the smart one and say that I chose Darth (laughs) Vader because the other one that we had kicked around was Boba Fett. Whoa. I mean, I think it was more because we just thought he was cool. He had a helmet. Who Who is this guy? What's his face like? So I, it was out of the blue, but one of us chose it. And so we were, that's, so when we went to Return of the Jedi, that's what we were looking for. David, that's a tall order to beat. And now I want to see that, uh, I want to see that Boba Fett Luke uh, fanfic. Uh, I talked to somebody at Joliet recently who has a little bit on fanfic. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. David... Where's your? Where are you at? Where is young but still tall David uh, yeah. in 1983? <laughs> well, I know you. You and I stood next to each other. Now we recorded together on the floor <laughs> of Central Florida Comic Con back in January. Yeah, no, I. You know, it's interesting. Um, uh, you know, I hear people say like, you know, what's the perfect age to see a movie? And I think for us young fellas, it's that seven, eight, nine age range. And just like you said, Greg. Um, I was there to start that. I was eight when Star Wars came out, uh, just blown away. Didn't see it opening night. And, and, and I can remember that because I remember sitting in the theater in Midland, Michigan, and the people in front of us turned around before the movie started and said, hey, have you seen this? And we're like, no. And they're like, we saw it last night. And it's incredible. You can't wait. You won't believe it when Darth Vader comes on. And we're like, I, who, who's that? You know? And, and it didn't spoil it. And and, um, and then for Empire, well, so I would have been, what, 11? And then, of course, 14 for Return of the Jedi. And, again, I'm just looking at the cards here right now. And, and Greg, you and I have talked before over the last couple of years, just kind of at night, offline, and I'll, I'll call you and ask you questions and stuff and pick your brain about cards. And you were kind of helping me to understand, like, you know, why is it that we've got like five sets for Star Wars and what do we have? Three for uh, Empire. Empire and then two for Jedi. And it, it kind of, you could feel it was kind of winding down, I think, a bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so for me, it was, I think both were occurring. That is, for me, it's that transition you were talking about. Um, I, I, I do have tall parents and I happened to be tall. I didn't have white man's disease. So I, I got into basketball and um, all summer long um, playing. And I kind of straddled that world kind of that, that Tom was talking about the two worlds of, you know, kind of athletics, but then also um, 
you know, nerddom, you know, I, I loved being in it. And, and, um, and it was a transition for me as well. It's almost like, I remember talking to you again, a few months ago, and maybe it was even at Central Florida Comic-Con that um, I don't really remember, like, I remember getting the, the, the series one, the red cards here. And, and again, when I, at that time, collecting all of them, I have every single card. But then when I go to the blue, you know, I didn't have many. And you said, you know, Dave, it was just really winding down. I've got all these cards at my local 7-Eleven, all of them, Star Wars, Empire, mm-hmm. these were Jedi. And, and, and now I think in my mind, I was kind of moving towards basketball and, and, and so on. And, and that whole world and spending summers doing that. Um, but I get a sense that Star Wars was moving away from kind of doing the cards. They just weren't, I don't remember them being in the 7-Eleven like they were for Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I was. Did go opening night. In fact, talked to my buddy, one of my buddies tonight, uh, before I got on with you guys, I went with him um may 25th 1983 so remember being there opening night and i think much like tom we were just like what's gonna happen this is the end there's no more star wars movies this is it (laughs) not (laughs) but uh, but yes it was very much a transition for me and i think also for for these cards and and how they were put out it's interesting because i remember i don't remember you know now i think we have a lot more you know, pinpoint, we usually go see movies opening night. But back then, I think, you know, I was young enough where I would go generally. If my sister was going to one, I'd get I get to go along. And I think she was excited enough about the Star Wars franchise. She, she was into sci-fi, got me into sci-fi. That, you know, we went probably fairly early in the run. I don't think so much for the original um, Empire, at least. I, I wasn't spoiled by the ending, but... This one, it must have been fairly early on, but the cards had already been out. And I want to say, even at the movie theater, I remember them selling the packs of these. And you hmm. know, we had our pharmacy, like like much like your Seven Eleven, you know, one ho- one one stoplight town that had yep. you know a pharmacy that sold everything, kind of like your Walgreens. But that's where I got my my Star Wars cards, baseball cards, and all other kind of cards at. Um, so yeah, now you're talking about a pack that is. 25 cents as opposed to the original you know 15 cents when it came out and also what's kind of interesting as i go back and think about it you know like from the time that we had empire strikes back right so what else kind of happens right around that same time is that that monopoly on baseball cards comes to a close and now you have don russ and fleer that are selling baseball Mm -hmm. cards and i remember us getting those as well and then kind of falling in that mix if you remember you know the pac-man there was like the little scratch off you know packs and they had two oh. or three new had stickers and so forth and so a lot of craziness um i was just going through as i was digging things out you know the oversized empire strikes back cards i think we we'd alluded to that uh in our 40th uh empire episode and then you had i remember oversized baseball ones or movie ones because i remember you know i'd see cincinnati reds players you know, like these these cards, these oversized ones. And so a lot of things going on, and especially even with this. And, and one thing I will say at the beginning, middle, and end of this is that a great resource are these Abrams books. Uh, and for those, if, if this goes on to YouTube, I'll show you. This is what you can see here. Abrams does a book for each of the original sets plus Galaxy and Wide Vision. And, you know, it'll even talk about the 
you know, the candy containers uh, for Return of the Jedi. And if you were at Celebration, uh, Nerd Matters, I think, did some pins that were reminiscent of these, and he was posting it on there, and just really, really awesome stuff. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great makers out there. Um, but that's a great resource to have if you don't have these sets, and you, you know, you but you kind of want to get that overview of what's happening. Gary Gerani, uh, who was with Tops, responsible for all those, plus even the Galaxy ones uh, that we're you know we're working on that 30th anniversary show. So you get some commentary in there as well as you get a picture of every one of the cards as well as the stickers. It's a great resource. But yeah, when we get to 1983, we're kind of in a different place. Still collecting at this point. I've probably mm-hmm. I'm just as you know into collecting baseball as well as Star Wars because that's what you did kind of in between baseball and football and whatever else is coming out, you know, arcades are all over the place. Somewhere along the line, arcades kind of fall out of fashion. And then by the time we get out of high school, they're back in fashion again. Um, as if they never oh. home consoles, all this kind of stuff. What an amazing time. Yeah. I have to ask you guys, because as you're talking about this, so I, I look 7-Eleven, Greg, you had the, 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 the one, you know, stoplight town drugstore. Me too. It was Schuler's drugstore. I remember it. I can even tell you when I walk in the front door, you turn left at the, at the counter, you turn an immediate uh, right and right down there uh-huh. on the bottom shelf. That's where I found the new hope ones. That's where I found the empire ones. That's where I found the return of the Jedi ones and the baseball cards were there as well. But I wanted to ask you guys, how did you pay for them? as as kids because I, I i have a couple memories of this um i mean my parents would give me some money from time to time but usually i was doing extra chores because i was never satisfied with you know oh well we'll get a pack uh, a pack did you say a pack <laughs> this you you don't understand mom and dad you don't understand and so i started doing extra chores around the house and in the yard during this time and thank goodness these movies and cards come out in the spring because we had these uh, these large evergreens that would drop pine cones all over the yard. And man, my mom gave me a nickel for every pine cone I picked up. And you better <laughs> believe, I, I even dipped into some of the neighbor's yards just to up my numbers for more nickels to pay for these. But how did you how did you guys pay? Did you do extra chores, wash to- clean toilets and whatnot? Or, or, or how did you come across the money? I was going to say, I think at some point I started getting an allowance and, and I know as that would have probably been about the time, even before that I, I made the very young mistake of thinking how cool it was when dad mowed the lawn. And I think I remember asking him, can I help you with that? And he's like, sure, sure. And then for the next, you know, eight years or so, that was my job. So as one of the, you know, and that's that's also when my dad would coin the phrase, let's get out there and mow this lawn, which basically meant you get out there and mow this lawn. I'll edge. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I, I think, you know, I remember my dad coming home and, you know, he paycheck, he'd cash it, you know, and he'd have those little milk. They used to have those little uh, bank envelopes you'd get and they'd have label it for everything from like milk, bread, you know, mortgage and all that kind of stuff. And he would do it. And then we're all kind of like standing there kind of like. Waiting for our turn, and I know my sister, my older sister, I think she got more than I did, which makes sense, right? She's older. She's been around. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I either probably bugged my mom if I was in there with her, but, you know, that, that little drugstore was a pretty easy walk for me. You know, you go over because we go through the schoolyard and then down over the hill right before you get there, and it's right there. 
So it's probably something where, you know, you probably had, you remember he had your coin purses, right? Remember those little like, uh, like rubber coin purses? You like, squeezed it. Yep. Uh -huh. yep. So I probably had, you know, like probably have like, you know, pocket change or a buck or two at any given time. But I seem to remember, especially when Empire and Return of the Jedi came along, that I bought a lot. Um, I didn't buy any of this series, too. You know, so what what did you do for uh, how did you how did you uh, get your fleece your cards from your uh, from your either your parents or the allowance or or chores? Fleecing sounds about right. No, I, <laughs> like Tom, Tom said it like one pack. I mean, that's like <clears throat> that's or not a Wars fan dream. I mean, one pack is no fun. You got to get a ton. Mm -hmm. So it was several things. One, it was allowance. It was mowing. Uh, did that. I liked it when my brother took that over later on. Um, he got old enough. I'm like, here, you have it. Um, but, uh, uh, um, oh, the, the other thing, I don't know if you guys did this um, in Illinois, uh, Tom and, and you, Greg, in Ohio, but we had the, the, the can returns. Mm -hmm. And so 10 cents, right? Deposit. Did you do that, Tom? Yes. Yes. This was huge. So my buddies and I, you want to talk about clean up a town. We would go around, find every Mountain Dew bottle we took it in to 7-eleven and and did the return and all of that changed like 10 cents a can or whatever it was at that time and used all that to get the cards and so um about that. yeah so that was another way to do it yeah i think our drugstore took stuff back at least bottles and i know that mm -hmm. we bottles. used to recycle cans uh mm -hmm. for a time when you can still get a little bit mm -hmm. for that and yeah phew. You know, an argument for going away from plastic back to aluminum and figuring out a way because you can recycle it. Um, that, was, that was a nice racket uh, back in those days. Oh, yeah, it was. So, you know. Right. But, that's, a, that's a good one, Dave. I completely forgot about the, the collecting cans. It's not just, you know, five cents and X, Y. You know, it's funny. Michigan does kind of come up on the recycling. Uh, you, guys, you guys are ahead of the game. Um, so... One thing also interesting, as we kind of dive into Series 1, which, of course, debuts as the movie is coming out, is that whereas with A New Hope, you know, 66 cards, 11 stickers, Empire Strikes Back doubled that set, plus, you know, included more stickers, but also introduced, you know, the title card, the checklists, behind-the-scenes and the famous star files from the original, uh, from the original Series 1 Empire. You know, Return of the Jedi kind of came along and made a, an enormous set. So 132 cards, 33 stickers. However, comma, there were two variants of the sticker colors you would get. So it's really, in reality, it was 66 stickers. The stickers, much like their Empire counterparts, you know, had puzzles on them, had more than one puzzle on them. And so this was an enormous set. And also, if you were collecting them as we were in packs, you know, no hobby boxes or blasters, anything like that, you would, have you would amass a large amount of dupes if you were into it. And I could also see that by the time Series 2 came out, and Series 2 is a much smaller set. Uh, and once again, as, as, you know, Dave and I have kind of, you know, alluded to, Series 2 is 88 cards. 22 stickers but there's variants as well so it's a smaller set and whereas series one does follow the path of the movie front and back 
Blue Series 2 kind of goes all over the place, and it has a reputation for being a bit dark. Uh, so a lot of those prints are dark. Um, and it was something even that I didn't even pick up until two years later, you know, when some of the card shops started springing up as we were just on the precipice of the junk wax era when all of a sudden sports cards and all kinds of cards just blew up. You know, so we're right on the cusp of that. Stores are starting to open. But yeah, I didn't see the blue set and I ended up getting uh, a nice chunk of them. I think it was nearly all of them. I think I was only missing one or two. So when I went back and collected them again, I was able to pick them up. But still the stickers, because we're of that age when the stickers were not something like, oh, I'm just going to hold on to this. Not us, right? No, stickers are... You, there's precious little real estate you did not put a sticker on unless you just really wanted, unless you really just wanted to kind of end it right there threw a sticker on your, you know, your old man's car. And then basically, you know, good luck to you. Um, I did not put a sticker on my, my dad's car. Even I'm not that crazy. Um, but at any rate, as we kind of get set to kind of look through series one here and Tom, I'll start off with you again. We'll just kind of keep going in this, in this circle. What are some things that stand out about this Series 1? Like I said, 132 cards. you got a gorgeous um, title card, which, you know, title cards went on for some time. They've, they've gotten away from that. Still one of, one, of my, one of my favorite things. And then the checklists. But what are some, what are some observations you have as, you, as we kind of look through this um, Series 1? Sure. Um, so at my 13-year-old eyes see it differently than now you know, my eyes today, looking, looking at it, reviewing it. Cause one thing I will say, look, reviewing this now, 40 years later, <clears throat> I feel like this set is, is quite as exciting as the empire and the, um, the original star Wars. And what I mean by that is when I look through here, I don't see as many action shots as I feel like, I don't know, as I feel like in some of the other sets. The other thing I really missed was I was hoping for, and, and I remember this as a kid too, I was hoping for those Macquarie cards mm. <clears throat> or some, you know, concept art type of cards, which we didn't get anything uh, like that here. And so uh, lots of good, I felt like lots of good profile picks, um, character picks, but when it comes to action, I mean, there are, right? There are cards. Uh, I feel like it, it's not quite as strong in there. And the other place, I don't think it's as strong. And maybe, maybe think about the movie a little bit. But uh, I didn't feel like there is many cards of, like, ships. Like, I'm looking at mm. the card number nine has the Death Star and a, and a Star Destroyer, which is super, super cool. Those are the cards I, I live for. But when I flip through here... I, you know, I you see the skiff, uh, the uh, Jabba skiff. They have a few shots of that, um, but but like the the Emperor shuttle, I don't believe is is in here anywhere other than maybe you see the landing ramp of it in one of the cards early in the set. Um, there's not really a. It's uh, gosh, I'm I'm getting to it right now. Sorry, I'm pausing, but there's not even really at least. The cards that I'm looking at, I don't see any space battle of the Death Star mm. in this set. Now, I will say this is uh, this is kind of an aside. As I'm flipping through here, you guys, I have holes in my set, and here's uh. why. 
the question I ask is, how did you guys collect these? How did you guys keep these cards over the many, many years? Because what I did, and big mistake, but it's just what we did at the time. Remember those photo books where you'd peel the plastic off the top and then the cardboard uh, piece head was kind of glue and then you'd, you'd smooth it down. All of my Star Wars cards sat in those photo albums Ooh. until probably 2002, 2003. In fact, maybe a little bit longer because I don't know that I, I transferred them to our today's nine, you know, nine slots per page uh, plastic holders. And these cards that I'm missing, and there's about 12 of them, they were all victims of of that glue on those photo albums. Ooh. But all of my sets have that. I, I have holes in all of my sets because of damage from that. Shockingly, this is what, what's really interesting. The stickers, Greg, you mentioned, where do you not, where do you put stickers? I peeled the stickers and put them into those uh, books. Can I tell you what? I think the glue dissolved over the years. And now I I was able to easily peel those right up. Wow. And and I have like the, the peeled sticker slid into the card slots. That's cool. That's so, awesome. So anyway, so that that's kind of an aside. I have holes. So it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't I don't have any cards of the star of the Death Star um battle. None yes. of the Millennium Falcon. Um no X wings, no A wings, no B wings, no explosion of of the um of the Death Star in any of my cards that I have. Now I'm missing like in the 120s, I'm missing two cards there which would be in that area. Um and so that's that's my only criticism of the set. Otherwise, as a kid, it wasn't a criticism. As a 53-year-old adult, that's my criticism. It's not as exciting. But some things that I loved about it were, um, were I, I, you know, I, I found the, uh, the text underneath the, I remember my friends and I laughing about some of the text that's on some of these cards. And uh, I think our favorite one, <laughs> it's card. Card number 115, it is uh, after the battle of Endor and Han and Leia are sitting in front of that log when he reveals, or she reveals that Luke is his, is her uh, brother. And Han has that like dumbfounded look <laughs> and they kiss. So the card is the two of them kissing and the, the caption underneath it says, I'm out for love. I mean, <laughs> what speaks Star Wars more than that caption right there? It's for a 13 year old boy. It's funny you should say it because, you know, like I was picking up a bunch of, you know, lots last year to build sets. And one of them I have like I have a collection of like, you know, damage or really worn cards. One of them is one and it's got a lot of marker uh, like pen over this one where the kid really took exception uh, to a little bit of to a little bit of probably what they thought was smut on the cards. So um, that's yeah. magnificent. But you're not you're not um, wrong. Um, you yes, you are missing uh, some some numbers, but there really isn't a Death Star exploding card in Series One. You know, okay. you have within the Death Star, which is card. Hang on, I am looking at card number one twenty five, mm. and then it goes immediately to one twenty six victory one. celebration, and you're like, whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. So yeah, yeah there interesting. Isn't. 
There there's was. there's one other feature of these cards I want to mention, and then I'll I'll uh, be quiet. Is on the back of the cards. One thing I loved, absolutely, absolutely loved, was it tells you the caption and preview of the next card in the series. So I'm looking at uh, card number 111, and it says, continued on card 112, Battle in the Forest. So I tell you, if I'm, if I'm looking at this one that says Ewoks to the rescue, and I see the next one is Battle in the Forest, oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And sure enough, it is a cool card. It's got the, uh, the I think it has a walker. No, it's just, it's just fighting in the forest. I thought it had a walker on it, but it doesn't. Um, but still... I, I really, my friends and I remember vividly us talking about and saying, well, this one says Battle of the Forest. Does anyone have 112? Anyone have 112? You know, when the three of us, Scotty, Eric, and I are sitting down, opening up our packs, you know, we're talking about that and looking at the um, the one, uh, you know, what's next. And of course, you know, when we get to card 114 and it says, continue our card 115, time out for love. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Show me a good Vader and a, and a, and a Royal Guard. Those are some of the highlights for me. That's funny. David, I don't know how you're going to top that, but... Uh... I think you purposely had me on... I'm just kind of <laughs> fat and clean up here. I mean, I, clean Morty up. a substitute, you know. I mean, I'm willing to come... No, I... No, you know, God, Tom gets me fired up for this. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what it was. I think recently I just heard someone... I'm looking at the title card... That is Drew Struzan. Is that correct? That's his style, right? Like he does the Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's him. It's probably, you're probably right. I can't quite read it because it's so small, but um, I just think that's just, that's just brilliant. It looks so cool. Um, now that I look at the title card, it almost looks like, Vader's holding the blue saber and Luke a red one. I've never even noticed that before. Oh my gosh. Bad eye, oh, good eye. Oh my, I just, I'm like, wait, where's the green? Oh wait, they don't reveal it. And like, I'm like, I think Luke's got the red. And look That's at that, the blue. <laughs> Holy, this is like, oh my gosh. I never noticed that before. See, Tom, you get me fired up to figure all this stuff out. <laughs> I've never seen that before. <laughs> This is why you're on, David. Take. This is why oh, you're do on. A double take and make sure it didn't say Revenge of the Jedi. Ah. That's right. That's right. Hey, I might be, you know, pinch hitting here, but I just hit a grand slam on that one. Right there. Walk off. Anyway. You got to walk off. Oh, I got right there. So that card I love. And I, and I know, like you said, Greg, it's, a lot of people will pick that, you know, um, as a favorite. But, you know, Tom got me thinking about something when he says, you know, when you look at these cards, I've, I've looked at them so many times as, as, as a youngster, but like, if you look at, um, uh, card number 11 toward the desert palace and like, I would have never have thought about this, but if you guys see that card to the right there, everything to the right of R2 is all a matte painting. Mm -hmm. Right. And we've seen that now, you know, we've seen the behind the scenes. I've seen the video of, you know, Anthony Daniels, you know, walking uh, there and, and to the right, you know, it's all desert. There's obviously Jabba's palace isn't up there and stuff. So it's so neat to kind of see that. But as a kid, I, I'm like, well, that's Jabba's palace right there, you know? And, and so again, you can look and kind of see 
how different it is. Like I, I think also, again, like Tom says, when you look at it with kids' eyes, I was flipping forward. And uh, um, where is it? Oh, I, I think this is one of my top five cards. It's card uh, 51, The Raging Battle. And Luke Sabre there, that was the cover of the uh, Return of the Jedi storybook. And I have that, and of course, the Empire and the Star Wars one as well. But you always kind of look at the Sabres, right? Even at the end, um, I was flipping through, and and you can tell, like, if you look at, uh, what card is this? This is, uh, well, I guess there's a couple here. Uh, card 121 and one, oh, 120 and 121. Uh, 120 is lightsaber battle, 121 Darth Vader's down, and you can tell, like, I didn't think about it as a kid, but those are totally colored on, right, for these cards, right? And it's not an actual, you know, screen capture. I mean, when you see it on the on the movie screen, it looks it looks a bit different than that. Um, I don't know. I just think that it just gives me a nostalgic feel. But uh, yeah, you just pick up on things that you're like, wait, they had to modify it for the card, right? And uh, so that's kind of cool. I guess if I flip back a few, where is it? Oh, the forest fighters. Um, what is that? The forest fighters. Looks oh, like that, that is 107. Yeah, like that blaster coming out, that red blaster bolt. You know, they didn't that right. They put that on for the uh, for the card and stuff like that. But um, again, just a lot of fun uh, going through this again. Um, you saying, hey, what what are some of your favorites? And I'm flipping through, and then just like Tom, I'm like, I get through a couple pages. I'm like, wait, I already have five. <laughs> It's uh, it's fun to see this. I do like the story aspect, how you said they do that. Whereas in the blue series, they, they get away from that. But uh, um, yeah, I just, I love seeing these things. And uh, I guess now as I look at these cards, I think about all the behind the scenes uh, videos I've watched. And um, it's kind of crazy to uh, kind of know a lot of the behind the scenes uh, tricks of the trade and stuff like that. But uh Hey, just one more and I'll stop talking. Um, check out Sice Noodles on 22. You think about her there, and I can see Phil Tippett underneath. Uh, I think, you know, they did it in ILM last summer, you know, when they did the whole thing. I can just see Phil Tippett underneath dancing and making Sice Noodles move, right? <laughs> Special edition, completely animated, right? So the card, this card really represents that figure, and the old school nature of puppetry and animatronics, things like that. So anyway, just kind of cool to to flip through all of these. And uh, and uh, and as Tom said, I he got me to go back. I'm like, my gosh, he's absolutely right. There is no Death Star blowing up. What's up with that? Something else that's kind of interesting is the fact that obviously this is pre-special edition, and so you know when you're thinking about you know. Size Snoodles and the Max and the Rebo Band, right? That was all it was. Also, nice. something interesting when I look at this and I see, you know, card number 19, Beto and a Jawa. And you're going, that's an odd choice. You know, you've got so yeah. many characters in Jabba's mm-hmm. court. Um, yeah, and I, I, you kind of hit upon it, Tom. Now, you do see, you know, there is a sort of a nod to the portraits in the early early you know first nine where you have like really nice yes. portraits of luke darth vader lando princess leia you know han and chewie 
C3PO. But then one probably one of my favorite, you know, cards is card nine, and this is the the new Death Star. And this is the one I had a poster of in my room, and it's just like it's got everything you want there. It's got a Star Destroyer, you know, the, the Death Star, and then a couple of and a squadron of TIE fighters below. What a great card that is. Mm. Um Yeah, and you know, there it's so so many different interesting angles, right? So let's you know, if you flip to card eighteen, the dungeons of Jabba the Hutt. Well, isn't that the droid now that's the in Book of Boba Fett, where he's one of the few things left, and so you kind of get his story, uh, you know, that droid mm-hmm. story. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you've got a lot. I mean, I think you kind of hit on it because this is a larger set, and it does seem like there are some holes in there. You'd almost hate to say some of this is kind of filler in a way, but you're getting a lot more color to it so that it's a slower burn, as opposed to if you had a shorter set where it's like you're hitting the highlights. And so this is almost kind of like, you know, we're talking about this kind of stuff to this very day when we do the different show breakdowns about you're getting these, you know, whereas like with a quick two, two-hour movie, some of this thing flashes through. But now we're kind of like going back through this set. You're saying, well, you know, you've got the, what a great card, um, number 29, decarbonized, right? So you're seeing Han Solo slowly yeah. unfrozen. Uh, but you have a great card, you know, Princess Leia to the Rescue, which is right after that. Um, how about card number 43, Lando Calrissian's Fight for Life, where he is, you've got that explosion happening in the background, and he's fighting with one of the skiff guards. What a great yeah. sequence that is. And of course, Fury of the Jedi, which that would make a pretty badass title if you ask me for whatever you want to, whatever you want to conjure up, where you've Love got that. Luke. Yeah. That, is, that is an awesome one. You've got Swing to Safety. As we turn the page, card number 53, where he's getting ready to swing across with Princess Leia. Mm. Um, yes, you also have a Kenobi. You want a word with Obi-Wan Kenobi, in parentheses. It's card 59, as we kind of go through this. A lot of Endor shots in this. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, you go back to where they're given these creatures like you have an, a Mon Calamari, and we're going, we don't know what the name of it is. It's a benevolent creature. This is card number <laughs> 66. <laughs> who also doesn't love on the backs of these you have this sort of like comic book character but it changes mm-hmm. and so it's you know you could have um you could have an ewok you could have princess leia boosh outfit you could have a scout biker you know trooper han solo mm-hmm. luke skywalker and uh, you know darth vader admiral akbar r2d2 and that's just you know so every back has that similar design but you've got a different character that does it does repeat um, but it's cool. kind of neat. Um, I think probably... Ooh, here's one with the Falcon. Oh, yes, the Millennium Falcon. The baby Ewok gets a card. Hello. There's some <laughs> foreshadowing right there. Card 88. And that even has a baby Ewok cartoon on the back. How about one of my favorites, <laughs> card 96, Imperial Biker Scout. Hmm. That, yeah, yeah, that was a, cool a still one. you saw a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of indoor shots. You get shots of the emperor R2D2 hit number card one Oh nine within the death star, mm-hmm. because we don't have that big battle that's represented in the cards. And so this is card one twenty five. You've got all that great motion blur in the background with the millennium Falcon and the X wing and some other things there. Yeah. Not a whole lot there. And then you get some nice lightsaber, and then hey, we won. You know, okay, I guess we won. Um, I guess I got to go see it now. And then you go straight into the two checklist cards, which is funny. Um, after you know, when I went back and started 
filling in the holes. I had the first checklist, but I didn't have the second one. And so my original mm. checklist, uh, which is one of the reasons why I like collecting them used, is mine was marked. So yep. I do have a full, I do have a couple of sheets of used checklists. And I, you know, I get the bug every now and then, and I've got to have them because as you've been following along, they're like collections and frozen in time. Mm. Um, and also not many, but I do have one or two that if you see miscuts. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. don't have a lot. Um, this is the one of the more interesting ones, and I know this is great for a podcast. But if you look on the edge there, you see the... Oh, yeah. So we got the edge of whatever whatever the uncut sheet was. Now, of course, you know, we talked, we alluded to the fact that we have stickers. And when we get to the stickers, you have 33. But, you know, for example, they'll go in like the first umpity ump has a yellow and a purple. And then you'll go to like a... I think it's a blue and a red. And then there is an orange and green. Mm-hmm. And then I think, what do we have here at the end? I think it's the same. So it's like you have different, vari- you know, you have different variants of it. And I was just, you know, I barely had any. I think I had a few because I wasn't as sticker happy as I was in my New Hope and Empire days. So I had a few of these, but this is one where I think it's just a, you know, I, I think I've got nearly a full set. No, I, I see some holes. So it's just one of those, and I think, let's see, Wicket is one of the posters, because they do, it's nice, because a couple of the stickers will actually have what you're assembling. Another one is the Lambda Shuttle crew with, you know, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and all that. And then, yeah, that's it for a, this is, you know, like I said, it's an enormous set. It has some interesting you know, additions, it has some interesting omissions. But um, I would say it was interesting when I look at my, I think I put this together ages ago. When I look at my, like my top vintage sets, it falls down the list a bit as far as not to take too much away. But um, yeah, on a list of out of 10, this kind of falls to a number seven for me. When I mm-hmm. compare it to the entire run, of the vintage sets. And that that's an interesting exercise for a show down the line where we talk about what your favorite vintage sets is. I'm not going to put that on you today, folks, but it's interesting when you kind of put them all out there and you start kind of ranking them. And some of them will be like, obviously when I collected, you know, what, what that card slot means to me. But when you start kind of looking at, you know, for me, empire still empire series one still is that high water mark. You know, some of this kind of goes where I think return of the Jedi has volume, Mm-hmm. It is, you know, it's 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 an, some interesting. Like, okay, it's kind of nice, but you know, well, a couple of hit, couple of misses. When you when you have a big set like that, I I do wonder if the editors were, you know, looking at the images. Which I I want to ask you a question about those in just a second. But if they're looking at those images, knowing, hey, we got to fill 133 or 132 cards. If the editorial process is a little more lax because you know you have to have you have to fill all those cards and so you're like ah go ahead and put that one in yeah let's put that one in whereas with some of the smaller sets there's a, they're a little more discretionary about which cards do we put in and so then they end up putting what you might quote unquote say are the best images <clears throat> i wondered i wondered if that was 
was part of it. Um, the question I have for you, Greg, in, in your hundreds of interviews you've done about cards. Well, I was going to say know... hundreds of interviews last weekend in Nashville. You'd almost <laughs> yeah, be right. right? Uh, exactly. Um, now, clearly, some of these cards are posed. Like your first, your first eight cards are def or seven cards are definitely posed, and, and other ones are as well. But when you get to some of these action shots, I'm even looking at card um, uh, 47, Boba Fett's Last Stand. You know, we, uh, we have a nice action shot here. It's a beautiful, beautiful card. My question is, have you ever come across anyone who's talked about when when are these photographs taken? Are these during practice rounds? Is this actually film? Like, do we see that moment in the film? Are they pulled from? Are they pulled from the film from film pieces themselves? I just have always wondered. Like, are these practiced? Are these during the movie? Where did some of these pictures come from? That's interesting because you'd imagine that they are taken from production stills. So Lucasfilm is gathering shots that they, you know, that at this point, you know, Tops is coming out and they're getting however many shots. And if you're probably tops, then you're like, hey, in order to fill a large set, we've decided that we're going to try to do an even bigger set, right? In their minds, we're mm -hmm. like, we're going to even kind of do a bigger set than Empire. And we're going to fill it. And, you know, yeah, this is the last movie, so we better, you know, throw everything but the kitchen sink in there. So, yes, we're going to take the, the ones that look like they're probably come straight out of the film. We're going to take some of the ones that look like they were shot as promotional pieces, maybe mm -hmm. stuff that was cut out, or maybe there was a... There was an angle that wasn't used, and so it's a little. To me, it's a little bit of everything. It does look like more finished pieces, but yeah, it you know, wouldn't it have been great to have been a fly on the wall of the editor who's putting this together? Maybe it's Durani, and to kind of go as you're kind of looking at this, right? Because you, when you kind of have everything out and you're looking at a top down, you know, you're trying to tell a story. You're trying to write a story because they're not writing this for you, you know. Maybe there's some copy that they put on there that they, hey, specifically we want this said or we don't we don't want this said, but then other otherwise you're gonna have to come up with this and then you know and then check it for errors or make sure you it fits in there. So and this is you know probably still cut and paste. You know we're probably still away from you know, a lot of computer design. So yeah. you know it, it's interesting the design choices these we you know kind of have to speculate, but it'd be it, it I'd love to have that firsthand account. So, David, what are some of your final thoughts as we kind of leave our leave series one and, and move on? What are some of your final thoughts about uh, series one here? Well, I've been thinking about what what you were saying about where would you rank something like this, and I um I would need to sit down and just kind of scroll through and and really kind of have an idea in my mind like what what kind of things I would look for to do that. Um, I don't know that I've ever done that before. You, you've got my brain whirling. It was hard enough just to try to pick out a few pick five cards out of you. <laughs> oh my gosh, 132, right? Is that right? Yeah, 132 cards. But, uh, you know, I think for me, I just, a big thing now, 40 years later, is the is the nostalgia. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so thankful I'm still alive. I can look at this just to be able to sit and talk with both of you, you know, some fellas who are pretty close in age to me and to reminisce about this and 
just the nostalgia factor is incredible just looking at these um uh and it just it just warms my heart to to see all these and 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 just like you're saying now now i'd love to to be a fly on the wall uh to see how they decide on all this and kind of like tom said what's you know i'm looking at these now like some of them are like nope nope that was a still photo this one was right from the movie still photo you know and uh you can tell as as he said that like the gamorian guard one it's on the same sheet as the boba fett's last stand yeah right tom like i don't i don't think that was in the movie but look at princess leia swings into action that's from the movie right yeah. or swing to safety that's right from the movie the raging battle uh the rescue uh out of looking at all of these the demise of job of the hut i'm looking at most of these are I think are just right from the movie, but the Gamorrean Garden, that's a still photo, right? I don't I think so. So anyways, it's just give me some ideas and some perspectives on how to kind of look at a, a a set of cards and how to grade them. I, I was just so big into collecting them and just want I'm such a completionist. I I uh I, I'm so <laughs> <laughs> I got to get uh, series two here, the of Return of the Jedi. But I'm just—it's just—it's so great just to to look at this with you guys and and just uh, reminisce fondly about a, a really a fun Thank time. Now to to wrap up, so you know, Opichi, which is kind of the Canadian version of Tops, they got the license to print. They only did series one. Uh, but they use the top stickers. So, it, you know, the set itself is identical to it with the exception of, you know, like if you look at, if I compare these two, and I'll put these up so you guys can see them, um, the Opichi is done on a slightly different cardstock. And so it, sometimes it cuts a little, cuts a little harsher. Um, in most cases, the biggest difference you'll see is on the back. Whereas, you know, the Opichi, the, the cardstock is a little brighter. And I know this is, you know, because I've got the zoom background, you can't see it. But if I look over here, if I get this up a little bit, you'll see slightly more detail, like slightly more in the shadows than you will on some cards. Not every one. Mm -hmm. um, this is one, if I get this, this particular card out, these are very similar in the front and on the back. You'll see that the Opichi is just a little more vivid. And a little mm -hmm. easier to read, especially, you know, because uh, the backsides of the tops ones are a little darker. Yeah. So, um, I'm also noticing more text on the OPG on the front. More what? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, you'll have the, of course, on the OPG, you'll have the dual language, you'll have the English and French. Oh, I think that's what I was referring to. Yeah. Thank yes. you. All right, yeah, so the print's a little smaller. Let me put this off to the side here. It's all fun and games until I, until I take my uh, set and then break it up because I was looking at it. All right, I'll put that. Oh, fun right. to do until you got to put it all away. <laughs> uh-huh, before the wife finds out. All over the bed here. So, series two. Now, series two, like I said, I put myself in the same camp as y'all. Didn't see that coming. And probably because it was on store shelves for a while, probably didn't even notice that, you know, the packs are not that different. I think they, you know, I think they're red. Whereas the, whereas these, if I look, 
you know, these, the packs here mm -hmm. had four different variants. You had, uh, you had Darth Vader, Wicket, Jabba, and then if I'm lucky enough, I, who's the fourth? And how could I forget Luke? So four different wrapper variants. Return of the Jedi Series 2 also had it. I think you had Leia, Lando, and I forget the other two at the moment. Uh, let's see if it's in the book. Is it in the book? Look at the book, Greg. Use, use your tools. Use your tools. If I were a betting person, I'd say the Emperor is probably one of them. I don't but think I'm probably you... wrong. <laughs> Let me see if I can quickly get to that in here. Um, okay, so it's... So it's a red one. Ah, the zoom background's going to be death to me yet. Baby Ewok. Yeah. 3PO. Oh. Leia Endor outfit. Oh, And no. Lando. You would be incorrect. I just lost my way. Oh, well. That's why I don't gamble. <laughs> We're going to secretly replace Tom Gross for the second part of this episode with someone else. Um, at any rate. So, yeah, so Series 2, I didn't pick it up until a couple years later. 88 cards, 22 stickers with variants. And in which case, uh, now, the thing that I would say that is probably the, the one card I would definitely make sure you have, the title card has that famous, you know, just the hands and the lightsaber. So it's got a pretty, it's got a great start. And it just has, these shots are not in order. If I can lean in, they'll just be random shots. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, it does have a great. Let me see if I can get this in here so you can see this Boba Fett that's getting its his blaster cut in two. Nice. Let me see. But yeah, it's the the subjects are kind of all over the place. They're really dark. Now, this one, let's see if I can get it up there. This one will have one of the few shots of the AT-AT that was mm -hmm. on Endor, which I think I didn't catch the first time. And then, you know, when I saw the film, and then you go back. Uh, let's see. Just some size noodles. There you go. Um, is in there as well. Some very similar shots. But one thing that you would like, Tom... See if I can get it. Oh, ah, ships. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That's what I was missing from the first set. Lambda shuttle. You've got the Death Star yep. here. I've got a Tie interceptor. Interceptor. Yep. Uh, and then there's the a Tie interceptor front view. Yeah. And then for whatever reason. Was I've got a Chewbacca the page. Um, one of the rebel from the rebel fleet. Yeah, this is the headquarters frigate, and it's incredibly yes. washed out. You don't really see. Still, it's cool. Yeah. Nice. So it's an odd shot, and then these these ones are really they're kind of they're kind of greenish, uh, and it's an oh, odd look yeah. to them. Hmm. Yeah, if you go in, you can kind of see there. But the Emperor's shuttle. And then you have, of course, 
the checklist card. But yeah, I had um, I was only missing a few of those, so when I went back in, it wasn't that hard to, wasn't that hard to fill that particular one. I'm going to set this off on the side. But I would say yes, it's it's an it's an oddly random set of cards. They're not in any particular order. When I when Peter Mayhew was coming to Celebration Chicago, this was the card I was thinking, because uh, it's Portrait of Chewbacca, which is card number two nineteen, would have been a nice one to have signed. Alas, um, do we know? Do we know why this is so? Like, I mean, across the board, you've got them. I have, you know, some of them here. Not a lot, but what happened? Why are they so dark compared to the you know series one of Return of the Jedi? As well as when I look at all my Empire Strikes Back, my Star Wars, five Star Wars. What happened? Do we know? I wish we did. I mean, I like I said, I think there was enough interest to get a second series, but at this point you can kind of tell like it's whatever we, you know, like in some cases it it have to be like is it whatever it's whatever we have left, we let's put out something else. Uh this is the end, so hey, let's not hold back. We have these stills. Maybe they didn't maybe they didn't make it into series 1. And so we're just holding back. But yeah, I don't see, you know, it had been nice to have seen some, this has been a perfect series for behind the scenes or some concept mm-hmm. art, you know, some Ralph McQuarrie, you know, items from Return of the Jedi and whatnot. So it would have been, it would have been interesting to see if we could have put a little more in this, but it does look like, you know, we were kind of done. This is towards the end. Um, and, it you know, feel like- yeah. It does feel like it, and mm-hmm. but I would mm-hmm. say you know if you're if you like round numbers, uh, you know this is set number ten of the vintage set, and so I would say if you're a completist, it's not that many cards, you know, to get, and I would say the packs, even unopened packs, are not that expensive if you compare them hmm. to, you know, the seventy sevens, which you now are like about forty fifty bucks a pack. You know, these you could probably get for, you know, 10, 15, and probably, you know, depending upon where you go, you might even get them a little less. So mm-hmm. I've, I've opened a few of these, you know, just to kind of open, and it's really nice to see, you know, here's a set that I didn't necessarily have an attachment to. I didn't pick it up at my corner store. So, and then you see like, wow, now I can kind of appreciate them as a collector because I can open them up and they're nice and crisp, good edges, you know, even though the images are a little dark. But at any rate, and then, yes, the stickers, you have a, a couple different variants. There's a blue variant of the film set from the A New Hope. And then you had the white, the white, the white um, portrait ones that looked a lot like the the original sets from the blues, the blue series one, 1977s. And so, you know, that's it for that's kind of it for series two. You know, it doesn't like I said, it doesn't fall too far too high on my chart but i would say especially on a year like this when we're kind of reliving return of the jedi if you haven't got them before i think they would be some very pleasant they'd be a very pleasant surprise because i think it's images that are uncommon and you go oh that's kind of interesting something i haven't seen it doesn't seem all like a retread um and then you know like i said there's a smaller number of cards yeah i this is definitely something that I would be interested in pursuing. I did like, until tonight. I, I guess I didn't even know there was a second series to the Jedi cards. I, I assume because of the size of it, 
that it was a solo one. Um, and so I can't wait to start uh, doing a little space. Thanks, Greg. You, you always do this to me. So now yes. I, I get my running shoes on. As Admiral Akbar said, it's a trap. Uh, get you on. Now, speaking of another blue series, I bring these up. Um, in 1984, Kellogg's got in on some of the action mm. with a set of sticker sticker cards that kind of were dual purpose. They were kind of, you peeled them off, and so they were a sticker, and then underneath they were a card. And in this case, I want to say that there are 10. Yes, in, in, in the U.S. there were 10, and I want to say in Canada they had a slightly smaller card. And I want to say that they, I think there were, there were 20 of them. I think there were. So the differences are more pictures and then you have, sorry, I'm killing you with the zoom background. They're just a little bigger. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have, I have, I have just a, a pittance of them, but they are, they are a fun little chase as well and a nice little subset. Um, they aren't that terribly expensive. Uh, Tom, before we started recording, you had the ad pack stickers. They ain't as expensive as those, so you got you got something going on there. <laughs> um, but I think probably one of the nicer ones you will find. You do have a Luke on the sail barge, and then there is a super dope. For whatever reason, they didn't they didn't exclude Empire, so you do have oh. a shot from Empire where you have Boba Fett, Lando, and so forth. So yeah, you have a little bit of everything in here, a mixture of Empire and Return of the Jedi. That's a great card. Even if they didn't have other Empire cards or Empire cards on there, that that card deserves to be someplace else. <laughs> Vader and Boa Fett, man, that's a great card. Um, also, we do have from 1983. We have another mm -hmm. collectible that came out that I remember seeing in. I don't remember whether I I, I bought it and then got rid of it or not, but it is the Return of the Jedi sticker album. So the album itself was 25 cents and i want to say a pack of the stickers were probably also um these have pages inside that you would put them in yeah. this here so you can see them you know where you have stickers you know one or two that might build a like in this case we're looking at a leah endor look here uh, i i didn't get this in for a couple years you have a page here for that. And so unlike the really sticker cool. books of today, which Lord help you, if you can try to get one of those filled, you know, I always kind of like, I like looking at them. Like one of the last ones I saw, there was a Marvel one. I think there were Marvel mm -hmm. 75 or something. It was really super great. But I mean, you know, the annual ones, they just get harder and harder to fill. This one actually you could, and you know, you could take a good stab at it. Um, what I love is that there is an ad on the back where you can send in for, and killing you guys. Wow. So this one says, you know, missing some stickers to complete your album. You can order 10 different stickers of your choice for Whoa. $1 plus a stamped envelope with your name and address on it. And then they have this, they, they give you the instruction, five steps. This is a five step thing on a sheet of paper, print your name and address, then list the 10 different stickers. And they show this kid, you know, diligently putting down there. It's like, uh, right. Do this by printing the numbers of the stickers on the sheet of paper, prepare an envelope, address to yourself. Be sure to print clearly. There's my mom talking. Uh, city name, state, zip. Put a first class postage stamp on your self-addressed stamped envelope. Place the self, step five now. Place the self-addressed self stamped envelope, the sheet, 
with your sticker selection and a check or money order for a buck. Uh, Stops, Return of the Jedi stickers, P.O. Box 4435, Westbury, New York, 11592. Don't try that today, kids. It's not going to work. Remember, I love this disclaimer. We cannot exchange stickers. Only 10 stickers. No more, no less can be ordered at one time on the envelope. I love that. No more, no less. You can only order one in all caps of each sticker. No duplicate sticker numbers will be sent. That's in all caps. Be sure to print. Be sure to print all caps very clearly. Allow six weeks. That was like pretty standard back then, right? Six to eight weeks forever. Um, Offer expires 1231.84 or while supplies last. Join the official, and then on the bottom it has join the official Star Wars fan club. New members will receive an exclusive Return of the Jedi membership kit and a year's subscription to Bantha Tracks. There you go, Mark Newbold of Bantha Tracks. Uh, the club's official newsletter. You'll be able to participate in the fan club's special services, such as club-sponsored contests, purchasing genuine collector's items, pen pal exchange. There we go. Oh. Questions and answers. Will there be more? No. Uh, cast and crew fan mail servicing. Good luck with that, kids. Uh, and more. We hope you'll join us. Remember, the force will be with you always. Please mail this application form or a copy along with six dollars seven Canadian. Sorry, Canada. Eight dollars for us. Eight dollar foreign U.S. currency only to official Star Wars fan club, P.O. Box two two zero two, Department T eighty three, San Rafael, California nine four nine one two USA. Oh man, I never sent away for that. But wouldn't a Bantha Tracks newsletter be pretty dope about this time? Indeed. Oh, I like this. That is that that is incredible that you could that you could request pen that you need rather than just sending a random pen. You can actually say, "I'm just picturing in the warehouse someplace, someone's going through their file of here's card." That's why it takes six weeks. Well, <laughs> and works. you can do that today. You know, a lot of with the Panini sticker books, you can in some cases request and order oh, really? X number of, you know, stickers that you need, or you can get up to. Oh, here's the back of the sticker, and let me see if I can lean in. That you can see, and one of the reasons why it's even nice to save the backs of them, because you've got the number, you got the Darth Vader head in there. So oh, I have yeah. a hard time. These are these are just uh, dupes. Uh, I have a hard time even getting rid of these. Like a lot of them, I have a stack of them. I'll just put a rubber band on because um, I just it, it's kind of neat because they're kind of a collectible on their own. Um, I don't throw anything away. So, and then yes, I want to say we've we've cleared through the last thing that is a nice collectible to get. And like I was saying, uh, I think we were doing this before we started recording. I am reverse engineering a full box of unpacked or un you know sealed stickers and so at celebration chicago i was able to get a return of the jedi empty box and i think we mentioned this on our celebration show you know it was already assembled and i know these things can go flat and so in anaheim i went to the quiet room and i very carefully sat there you know on the floor and carefully figured out how to collapse this thing because I'm like, great, I got this for half of what I would have paid online, but now I got to get the dang thing home in one piece. And so thankfully yeah. it did manage to, I did manage to collapse it. And then, so eventually wow. 
you know, when you, when you get one of those aspirational things like a, you know, everybody has those like display cases and whatnot. I think this would make an excellent display of a full box of 36 cards. And by the way, if we hadn't mentioned this already, each pack had 10 cards, one sticker, and one piece of gum. And no, I'll never eat the gum in this. When I open a pack, no. Just no. Don't ask. Don't at me. I ain't doing it. Can you feel it in there? Yeah, I can feel it in there. Most of these packs, it? like, yeah, it's this one's in a couple different pieces. I've got a few that, like, you can the, the, the gum is solid. Um, and one of the things I love when I open, you know, on the occasion when I open some vintage, uh, seeing the, the, the gum stained on the back of one of the <laughs> cards, or you have that, or I think the best part is when you're, if you ever get a chance to crack any vintage is feeling the texture of the front of the card and it, it feels really bumpy and you can feel like this mm -hmm. hasn't been felt, you know, like over time, you know, the cards get shinier as the oil from your hands get on there and. I don't, you know, if you want to use gloves, go for it. I, I don't. I like the feel of that cardboard. I like the I like the dark, you know, matter of that cardboard in the back. I'd love it if baseball went back to just that style of cardstock. I'm I'm sure it's more expensive now than just the 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 starchy white that they have there. But there's just something about that vintage cardstock. So anyway. Let's see. I think. Oh, and lastly, we talked. There was the. There was the candy. I think we might have mentioned that already. Just once again, at the same time, these were boxes that you'd find alongside. If you have the Abrams book, it's a nice, um, right in the inside flap of this. You can see. They can't see it because my Zoom background's killing this. But you had, you know, the Ewok, Jabba, Wicket, Darth Vader, Psy, right, and Admiral Akbar. Uh, I never got one, but these are, I think, were a quarter piece as well. I don't know what candy were. It was loaded, apparently, as it says, loaded with candy. I don't think I ever had any, but by that time, you know, pizza, right? When you're a teenager, yeah. what, are you, what are you eating all, yeah. all day, every day? Pizza. Sitting in the corner booth at Pizza Hut. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have we talked about our top five or our five favorites? I think it'd be a nice way to finish this out so we can get oh, you okay. guys. I wasn't sure if we'd done that. So why don't you, maybe I'll give it to David this way because that way I won't feel guilty later tonight that he's <laughs> like, hey, how come I went second? Um, David, yes. why don't you give me your five favorite okay. Return of the Jedi cards? And we're going to go, we'll keep it ser series one or whatever you want to do. Can you give me five favorites? Okay. All right. Well, I am. I'm going to I'm going to I know people will get on me for this, but I'm going to go with at Jedi Psych on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my David God. Motters on Instagram at David Motters. Oh, my <laughs> Thank you for giving fake ones. That <laughs> David L. Motters. What? Yes. <laughs> David Lawrence Motters. I don't know. That's not your my name. gosh. Do you have my social security? Four, no. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with that title card, especially after our massive discovery here. That is an <laughs> Indiana Jones archaeological find right there. Um, I, you know, uh, Luke with the red saber, Vader with the blue. Um, yeah. I'm going to pick that. I, I, I'm going to pick... Um, the 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 toward the desert palace that just 
Anthony Daniels there with R2. I think that was a remote R2. I don't think they had uh, Kenny Baker in there, but that clip, just such fond memories of the movie starting and all the excitement that was to come. Um, flipping forward, um, I knew that I wanted to list um, this, this, it's uh, cards 41 and 42. I know I'm kind of, but it has the sand skiff on there. And um, if anybody follows my Instagram, it is uh, just look up David Motters. And on May 25th, um, I posted pictures of my, uh, some of my original Return of the Jedi toys. One of them being this skiff right here. To see the skiff right there, um, uh, with the with the the plank that comes out and Luke goes out on it, just just really cool to see that. Um, so that would be my. Uh, am I at number three now? I think at three. Or is that? Yeah. Yes, that's three. three. Yep. Yep. Three. Forgive me. Um, the next one, the raging battle uh, card fifty one, because of just that classic. You guys were mentioning promotional looks, you know, when you see some of these cards on different promotional, that one being on the cover of the, the Return of the Jedi storybook. Always love that. And then the other one I really like is if you guys look at card 67, it says the plan begins. And I've always liked this scene in the movie. Here's our heroes. Um, you know, and I don't know. I just think the picture with that green i like all these cards with leia in that green kind of camouflage top i just i love that 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 straight on photo and just love seeing our heroes and and really the beginning of the end of this movie and so i love that card as well i just i mean i like i said the only thing missing is r2 in there you know for our heroes mm-hmm. so, um so there's there's five of them right there i could pick more but there you go all righty. Yeah. Tom? All right. Uh, let's see. The um, My first one is card number 23, Watched by Boba Fett. It's Ooh. in Jabba's Palace, and it has uh, – what's cool about that one, I was debating between this one and the one I mentioned earlier where it's him shooting uh, his wrist um, uh, rocket there – but this one I liked because it has, I believe that's Bosk off of his his right shoulder, our left side. And I don't know who the other ones are in there, but it, I, any of those that have those, some of my favorite cards from the from the uh, Empire Strikes Back set are when all those bounty hunters are on the bridge of Vader's, you know, Star Destroyer, and it's like they don't fit. Well, here <laughs> they fit, and they look super cool. So that was my first one. And then I'm going to do, I'm going to cheat on my second one. And there's a reason why it's cards number 39 and 30 and 45. What I, what my friends and I loved about these and Dave, you've, you've mentioned this several times and I've, I've failed to do it, but I want to say going back to this, it's like, it's like opening up a box of memories that take you back to that place. It's that nostalgia. And so these two cards, I remember, I got to rotate my book here so I can look at them because they're sideways cards. What I liked about it is how they felt very sequential. And I was always surprised that they weren't side by side numerically. But you have uh, Jabba pulling Leia up 
you know, when he licks his lips right in her face and things like that. And then the next one is her uh, pounding out the power of his uh, yacht. And look, look at his face in that card number 45. Like there's Jabba action there. His face is of shock and, and, and horror that she's doing this, uh, making this move. How dare she? I love those two, uh, those two photos, uh, mm. cards rather. Um, so I count that as one. Sorry. <laughs> Corey Club would be on my case right now. <laughs> my next card, number three, is card number 67, Dave. I, I can't. This is like take any famous family TV show. I think of like the 70s show, The Basement, when they sit around that couch and, and talk. You know, it's it's like the home screen of any famous show. It's the bar and cheers, whatever. Here you have that front shot in the the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, Han on the right, Chewie on the left, and everyone else in back. And I just, I love that shot. And you know what? I, I'm with you, Dave. The the costuming of Leia on Endor, I, it just is really, like, like they didn't put a camouflage on, on Han. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but he has it. And so I just think that's really cool um, and telling. You know, you know exactly where they're headed in that picture. It, it, you could take that out of the context of a Jedi set and show it to you and say, when does this, what movie does this take place and when? Oh, that's when they're on their way to uh, fly casual. All right, let's see. My next one is card number 76. And this one is titled Entering the Throne Room. Yeah. I mean, what 12, what 8 to 16 year old wasn't mystified by the red uh, imperial or uh, emperor's guards in those red outfits i almost chose another card there's another one that's a better shot of the emperor's guard uh that was uh, card 55 is called guards of the emperor but i like this one because vader's in it mm -hmm. and it shows like the entryway to the emperor's throne room where he's sitting up high and when you come in you're down, you're down below him. And, and you got those guards on either side. Oh, that's so cool. It gives me, it gives me um, goosebumps to look at that one because there's so much, besides the nostalgia, there's so much film, uh, cinematography, um, almost symbolism to that, uh, to that one. And then my last one, uh, let's see, is card number 121. And it's about as action shot as you can get. And that is Darth Vader is down. Mm. This is the moment, at least in my mind, it looks like it's the moment right before he slices off Vader's right hand. Um, and, and Dave, you mentioned this card earlier and talking about the, the lightsabers in these cards and how they're probably artificially uh, drawn in or somehow uh, put into the card itself. But I just, I love that image and how important and meaningful that moment was to the whole Skywalker saga. Mm. Um, and she's Vader, Vader down. Vader is down. What a great title. I love it. And it's got Luke on the back on that little drawn image that you're talking about, Greg, earlier. Uh, so fitting that he's back there. So anyway, those are my, those are my five favorite cards. Good list. All right, so I'm going back through. I'm gonna say, maybe in no particular order, 
Card number nine, the new Death Star, as I had mentioned. Yep, that's a great one. If I go through, and I know another one would be card 87. Will Han Solo be for dinner? What a great <laughs> caption on that one. Because uh, I just like, I like Harrison Ford's exchange right now. What did he say? And anyway, uh, no, it's like, tell them. That's what he's saying. Um, I like, as said before, oh, card 96, Imperial Biker Scout. One of the few Kenner figs I did get, I did have a Biker Scout, and I always, they were one of my favorite uh, variants. I loved, uh, I loved the Biker Scout. Let's see, I said 125 within Death Star. Go one more here. Oh, and... Let's see. I think I passed it before. Do, do, do. Not that one. I think I skipped past it. There was a shot of... Oh, I think it's a shot of Luke. Now I'm going to lose it. Do, do, do. There will be a slight delay as he finds the card he went past and then forgot he was going to look at. <laughs> Not Luke Skywalker's destiny. Not ready for action, Han Solo. That's an honorable mention right there. Where are you at? Nope, I passed it. Time out for love. We're, we're not, you know. Sorry, that, that kid. Whoever it was who crossed that out. Oh, no, I'm going to find it. This is what should have prepped. The Raging Battle is a great card. Great, great choice there. Oh, Card number 34, The Young Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great, great Luke Skywalker card right there. So, I, I love this. I'm, I'm, I know I kind of sprung that on you and me at the last minute, but I think it's, fine. I think it's fun because there are so many cards in here. Um, like I said, it's a chunky set, but I also think, I also think it's, not, it's not out of the price range to get. You could either find, you know, there's there's tons of listings on eBay for lots, and it was fun last year. It was part of a COVID project was to kind of start assembling these before the 40th anniversary because I knew, like I said, I'd be giving some away. Uh, I've already given a couple of them away. And, you know, it's fun to kind of go over these because I think, like David was saying with, with his uh, nice catch of the title card, you know, you can you can look at these, you can flip through, but sometimes just look at them. Just kind of sit there and go... You know, it's like now when we have seen, you know, we saw, I'm, I'm sure we all saw Return of the Jedi in theaters and, you know, nobody was paying attention to the main action because everybody was looking in the corners of every frame to see like, oh, hey, there's that character. Oh, I didn't know that was doing that. Oh, wow. You know, and so it's fun now to look at, again at some of these. And like I said, uh, these are affordable sets. You know, like I said, uh, the Opeaches, if you're the, if you're the completist, uh, take a flyer on a sticker book, play with some stickers. I didn't mind you know, cracking open the sealed stickers just to kind of put it because, and I think uh, my daughter and I kind of took turns at that because it was fun. Sorting cards is relaxing. Hello. And mm -hmm. kind of putting this together, this is like a puzzle you're putting together from 40 years ago. Uh, I think you'd find it incredibly relaxing and go, you know what? Enjoy the card. Don't, don't, don't have everything so sealed, you know, have some sealed packs if you want for collector's items, open it up, crack them, get some lots, you know, if you want to grade them, if you if you got if you cracked open something that looks really great, really centered, go for it. And if you want something more interesting, 
go for the Kellogg stuff. Go for the Opeachy. Um, buy some of the candy heads if you can find them. That'd be something that would be fun mm. to add to your collection. And then, you know, never quite know. Or oh. get one of my swag packs because there are Return of the Jedi sticker, uh, Return of the Jedi cards inside. Uh, that's been, that was the fun thing is, you know, like is seeing some of the people, whether national, some of these places that some people won't open these packs, please open the packs. Um, but some of them will go, Oh, Hey, look, there's actually cards in here. Like, yes, I do put them mm-hmm. in there. And then lastly, uh, get you the Abrams book. No, I don't get anything for this. Abrams, please send me a check. Um, they're just, they're just a great resource. They, they look good on a bookshelf and it's nice. Even if you don't want to collect any cards, you can usually find these for around 15 bucks. Uh, go to, go to half price books or a local bookstore. Look for the tops star Wars return of the Jedi or any of them. And it's really nice. You can get a little more insight, uh, to the stuff we skipped over. I like the, in this case, there is a page that has the order form. I know I'm trying to angle this right. So you can see it. This mm. would have been for people to order the, you know, for vendors to order the boxes. You know, yeah. How many? How many do you want? You don't want to miss this. Tops offers the most exciting force in the universe. Here it says: Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, rank with ET as the highest-grossing motion pictures of all time. The last two times around, Tops sold 200 million retail packages of Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, uh, Star Wars, and then The Empire Strikes Back cards and stickers. That's combined. It's like a million. Per set, these are not unique, folks. Um, plus, many new viewers. You know, research confirms the same audience. Plus, many new viewers are anxiously awaiting this new series of Return of the Jedi movie photo cards. Each pack contains ten movie photo cards, bubble gum, and one sticker. Be sure to a- have adequate backup supplies in stock to satisfy the tremendous, they say, demand for Tops Return of the Jedi movie photo cards. The Force is with us again. Uh, let's all make the money nice <laughs> get the book folks at any rate all righty we just uh yeah bringing this ship to a close uh not not still a decent time tonight anyway final thoughts gentlemen before we close it up tonight you want to go tom oh isn't that nice just, they play what so well yeah tonight, don't they you know what sure i'll i'll go so yeah my final thought on this is um th- what what fun to just sit back and go back and look at these. Greg, your your spot, both of you mentioned this, just going back and taking your time looking at these cards, remembering them, remembering them. There's so many layers of memory to this, and I'm just sort of repeating what we've said all night long, and that is, you know, you've got the memory of the movie and looking at the the, the pictures and the actors and the scenes and all that. But then there's that other layer where you have the memories of of who you were with when you opened these or, you know, what friend you would go or or how you made the money to get it or all those different things we talked about that just, you know, when we're getting to be the ages that we are, you know, those those sometimes are more valuable than the, than the film or the, you know, the, the, the movie itself. Uh, and so that's, that's why we do this. And that's why we have these. And I have to say, Greg, I slipped, I've slipped a couple of these cards out to look at them a little bit better while we've been talking about them. (laughs) And I see what you're saying about, you know, some of these I barely touched and they've got that like grainy sort Mm -hmm. of cover to them on the front. And I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is like, now I want to take them all out and kind of see, Ooh, yeah, that one still has those little bumps on 
those little, little tiny details. And so this has just been tons of fun. I'm so thankful that you thought of me uh, to uh, talk about these cards because, man, these were the bomb in 1983 for me. And and I just will not forget about you. And I could, I'd forgotten about that aspect when you when we the way we opened the show, and you said, you know, where were we mentally? Where were we in our lives when these cards were coming out? And you're absolutely right. The transition was happening. You know mm-hmm. that transition from like just wide-eyed, you know, sci-fi nerds and Star Wars is great. And now, you know, this is this, these are the years where you know girls start showing up at birthday parties for for me, and and you're kind of fighting that resistance of when my friends are wrestling or they're playing basketball and baseball and they're doing all these things and 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 is it still cool for me to buy these cards i love them you know we're in that like holden caulfield uh uh pull apart there am i still a kid am i an adult where am i headed with this and boy am i glad that i still had enough kid in me to buy these and hold on to them i think that's the other thing as well as you know that's all my mom that is 100% my mom keeping all this stuff, all my Star Wars stuff in an attic uh, when I'd complete. And I wouldn't say I completely forgot about them, but I forgot about them for about four to six years there. And so thank thank goodness for my mom and her just caring and loving nature to save stuff. Love it. David? Yeah, I mean, uh, first and foremost, ditto everything, you know, Tom just said. Um you know, it's it's so much fun. Uh, it's nostalgia. It's 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 so cool to go back and just look at them like we did there to hear what your guys's favorites were. Uh, for me to kind of look at it and say, well, what what are what are mine? What are some of my favorites? And that was a lot of fun to do. Um, and I and I am glad that you did couch this uh, again. I'm copying a lot of what Tom said here that you, you couch it in terms of this transition for us from the, the age we were to from Star Wars, Empire to Return of the Jedi. And um, it was a transition time. And uh, I am thankful that um, uh, I still have all these. You know, uh, <laughs> when you say, Greg, it's a trap, uh, it really <laughs> is uh, because you, you, you know, uh, I've gotten to a point where my kids are at an age, uh, you know, Tom mentioned his, um, mine are 16 and 19. And um, they're at an age where I, I'm, I'm able to have some more time to come back to some of this stuff. Kind of like Tom mentioned, whether it's in the attic for four to six years or put aside, but to be able to come back to this and talking to you and connecting with you um, has really fired it up. I want to finish uh, the series too, but I also want to get, some of these other cards uh, and you've been guiding me on that, like in terms of the, the Kellogg's cards and um, or wonder bread, wonder bread cards. And then you've shown the, the Kellogg's and all that. So it's fired me up to do that. Um, and I, and I, and when I look back, I think to myself, kind of like what Tom mentioned, you've got the movies, which just sparked the love, but the collecting of cards goes hand in hand with my fandom. You know, I, I do think about, you know, I'm pointing over to where, like, I know where all my action figures are. Um, I look at my cards more. Like, I love the action. I've got them, you know. I really, I've, I've got them at those times. And, and, and like, you know, I posted pictures of 
the original Rancor, um, original Skiff, original Biker Scout did all that. But um, it's these cards that really got me going as well and kept the the, the story going. And and um, again, I, I, I look at other people's fandoms and for some people it's the movies and then it's like this and it's the movies and it's this. For me, it's the movies and these cards. Um, they just go hand in hand with, with developing my fandom. And so... Um, so it's fun to go back uh, through them with you guys, and, and thanks for having me on to do it with uh, with you and uh, Tom. Well, it was my pleasure. You know, it's you know sometimes it's it's you know there's so much there's so much nostalgia of cracking open some of these. Whether you know whether you were there, whether you lived through it, or whether this is something that you are you know kind of coming upon, or maybe you are a recent collector. And you're like, man, you know, I haven't really thought about that, you know, because a lot of the the newer stuff, you've got the autos and the sketch cards and all this, and that's cool. Uh, And there's a lot of action. There's a lot of greatness in there, a lot of original art. But some of these, you know, when you go back to the vintage, and even if you look back into the later sets, and that's something in part two of this, you know, in in this series, we'll be talking about the Return of the Jedi sets that came after. And this would be the wide visions and the 3D and the black and white that that didn't come out that, that long ago. But, you know, it's interesting that, you know, in reliving some of this, you know, it's, you know, we're the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. And, you know, although it, you know, sometimes, in, it, depending on where you are, it ranks, you know, is it your favorite film of the of the OT? Is it your favorite film overall? Is it one of those where you go, it was great, but maybe I was a little older and I, it didn't hit me like it did, you know, when I saw my first one. It, it's interesting, but there's something about holding the cards there, you know, like for the time... The stuff, the story on the back, the the behind the scenes pictures, the, all that. Uh, these original trilogy cards are really interesting, and it's fun once you kind of have them and you start looking on the fringes of some of these other pieces, right? These little giveaway ones where you might have one or two, and I think those even become even more special because how do I only have one? And how did I how did I manage to say that? It's it's you know some of those are that are maybe bigger than something that would fit in a nice stack of cards, you know, and you have to make sure it didn't get crumpled up because they're stickers or they're, you know, they're cards. It's very easy for them. Mine, a lot of mine were in shoe boxes or, you know, Tupperware containers that my mom kept back until I was able to take them out. And then only recently put them in binders. And then even then do you, you know, are you accidentally overstuffing binders? You know, is that the, you know, so now it's like, it's it's so interesting now. So there's no right way or wrong way to do this. But all I would say is, if you've made it through all this, um, I think we're making it. We're making the elevator pitch in uh, an hour and forty five minutes. Uh, this is not the thirty second elevator pitch. This is the the elevator got stuck and we're 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 stranded in this elevator. So you've got two hours to listen to me talk about how great Return of the Jedi cards are. And I would say, like I said, even though they're not in some cases my ultra high. Um, I think they make the set together from Blue Series 1 to <laughs> Blue Blue Series 2 um, make a nice set, and it does kind of give you an idea. And it's amazing to see, like I said, all these of where Tops was at that time, where the franchise was at that time. And in this case, because a lot of these, some of these images are, you know, maybe they're different now because of the special editions. So this is what Star Wars was at this time, at this place, and in our lives and what was going on then. So I'm going to let you tell me where people can find you online. And I'm going to go to David first. I faked out, Tom. Uh, I'm going to go to David first. David, where can we can find you online to talk in Star Wars? 
Absolutely. I try to keep this all organized. Uh, first of all, um, Twitter, I am at David underscore modders. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I mentioned that earlier. That's just simply David modders. You can look that up real quick. And then for the podcast that I do with my co-host, Aaron Harris, uh, we've got a couple places. Um, let's see, what do we got for Twitter and Facebook? We are, uh, SW reactions pod. All right. And then on, let's see, Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr, we are at SW reactions. There we go. I didn't mess it up. I don't think I did. Anyway. Aaron would be so proud of you. There we go. All righty. And Mr. Gross, all over the place these days, rolling the dice and other things. Where can people find you? Yeah. Um, to talk about Star Wars and Return of the Jedi cards or any of these cards for that matter, uh, I'm on Twitter at DraftLine, D-R-A-F-T-L-I-N-E. That's probably the best place to find me. Um, personally, for Star Wars things, you can listen to me on uh, CWK Pour Over with Dan Zare and Corey Club, um, and then, hmm, and then mm-hmm. we transition into mm-hmm. the fantasy world of Dungeons and Dragons, where I co-host with my friend Dan Ream, and uh, we have a podcast called Teachers in the Dungeon. And uh, so, let me see. You can find that podcast just about anywhere, but where to find us on the socials? David, I'm so glad that you took a pause and you had to take your time on all that. Because <laughs> Dan He's always got it gives me down. a hard time. <laughs> he got a treat, treat. Look, Aaron does this all the time like this. And I'm like, I don't, I've got to write them down or I'll mess them up because there's all these little different, oh gosh. Yep, yep. So I always mess up our social media on the show and, and it's kind of, the now it's the running joke. But nonetheless, uh, for Teachers in the Dungeon, on uh, on Facebook and Instagram, we are Teachers in the Dungeon. On Twitter, we are at Dungeon Teachers, because Teachers in the Dungeon is just too long. But uh, <laughs> no, that, those, are, those are the best places to find me. <laughs> to find me. So, my gosh, what a, what a great night talking to both of you about Star Wars and just, just talking about our lives, you know, in, in, in this, in the context of this movie and these cards. So thank you, Greg, so much for having me on. Uh, no problem. It was a pleasure to have you both on. Um, and for everyone in the audience, um, I'd be curious to hear your opinions of Return of the Jedi cards. What are your favorite cards from this set? You can uh, reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, Hive, Facebook, at Rebel Base Card, or you can email the program greg at rebelbasecard.com. Um, but anyway, so wow, uh, thank you for both for helping me once again celebrate the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi cards. Like I said, part two will be the cards beyond 1983, and hopefully, we will be bringing that to you after this one. But at any rate, for David Motters, Tom Gross, and myself, Greg McLaughlin, I want to say thank you once again for listening. Enjoy your collecting, folks. We'll see you next time. The Rebel Base Card Podcast focuses on cards, collecting, and the Star Wars community and appreciates you coming along for the ride. If you have any feedback for this episode, you can reach out to the program in a number of ways. You can leave a comment on the Instagram post for this episode. You can also DM Greg on Instagram at Rebel Base Card. Make sure to also follow the Rebel Base Card on Twitter and Facebook at Rebel Base Card. If you want, you can send an email to greg at rebelbasecard.com. And you can find show notes for this and all episodes 
on the website rebelbasecard.com. In the Star Wars Card Trader app, and just about every other one, you can find Greg at CornFedTech. The Rebel Base Card uses the hashtag CardSquadron as a way to alert friends about cool cards and recent drops in the galaxy far, far away. It's a great way to bring our community a little bit closer together and help one another finish our sets in time. We collect, communicate, and commiserate. Well, at least when we run out of credits or crystals to spend on our digital collections. Join the fun, even if all the other cool squadron names were already taken. And remember, we collect as one and would be honored if you join us. And if you are a sketch card artist or Star Wars artist or collector, cosplayer, and want to talk about your work, your craft or passion, drop Greg a line. I'm sure he'd love to hear your story. You can also help the show by leaving a comment or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you got this episode. Otherwise, the mission is clear. Keep those cards out of the hands of the Empire and the Rebel Base card will return soon. The music for this podcast is brought to you under a Creative Commons license from Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. This is Discipline off the album The Slip. This podcast is not affiliated in any way with Topps, Disney, or Star Wars, nor is it endorsed by Disney or Lucasfilm, and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders here in the U.S. and abroad. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com.